Is this thing on? Welcome to the safe space you didn't know you needed. Pour a glass and join us. You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. Thanks for listening to episode 72, y'all. It's giving consistency. We're really trying to just film more often to give you guys the content and the vibes that you're looking for. In this episode, we're talking about where we thought we would be versus where we are in our lives, and things are getting a little interesting. As always, like, comment, and subscribe, and slide in our DMs if you want us to talk about something. Let us know so that we can talk about it on air for you guys. Again, we appreciate it, and thanks for listening. Welcome back to episode 72 of Goddess Culture Podcast. We are back. Excited to be back on the mic. Yeah. No? (laughs) That wasn't wasn't believable. No, I am really excited. But like I told you today, I I felt like all day I felt like I wanted to throw up. Mm, Yeah. But it's because I have a lot of decisions to make in the coming days, hours, weeks. Yeah. Very fitting for the episode today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really don't like decision making. So. Adulting is something else. When you're when you have to make all the decisions for your own life and like really be responsible for yourself. Yeah. It is overwhelming. So say all this to say. Yep. There goes a little entree into what we're talking about today. Um, but as always, if you like what you hear, please remember to comment, rate, and subscribe. If you love what you hear, send mm. it to a friend so that they can love it too. Um, we're doing our best to climb those um what is it? What's it called? The charts. The charts. Mm-hmm. And um, we need y'all's help. Definitely. Um, we're drinking, as always, to get us started. We're drinking something in a can. Yeah. Oh, is it? It's not cut water, is it? It's cult water. It's yeah. cut water. It's um, so. the cocktails. Today we have Moscow Is Mule. it cut or cult? Let's Google. Um, I, think, I thought it was cut. I don't know. I really like it, though. Cut water. Cocktails. Okay, so it's cut water cocktails in yeah. a can. They have, like, all the flavors. We're drinking the Moscow Mule, Mm -hmm. and it literally tastes like we're at the bar, and someone poured us, like, the Moscow Mule. is good. Very delicious. I actually want to say, like, a a few episodes ago, we tried a couple. This is definitely the best one. Yeah, this is our favorite. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get into the news. All right, let's start with Rihanna's Super Bowl performance. Mm -hmm. I don't have much to say on this, because I feel like I already talked about this on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, um... She was giving, first of all, she's a baddie. Congratulations on the new baby. She looks great. She's another Caribbean woman, so I love that for her. Like, I just, she's a billionaire. She don't ever got to sing ever again. Mm -hmm. But this performance was giving, get somebody else to do it. It was giving, like, maybe I had different expectations, because I'm thinking, like, Beyonce, Janet Jackson. Like, even last year when they brought out, like, Eminem, 50 Cent, like, I thought, like, for Super Bowl performances, you, like, bring out a guest, and it's, like, a thing, but apparently, that that's just not what it is, it's, like, if the performer wants to, they can, mm-hmm. so I had different expectations, I don't think the performance sucked, mm-hmm. but I felt like it gave, get somebody else to do it. For me, for a Rihanna performance, I thought it was good, because... I think what the I think because Rihanna hasn't performed in so long, people forget that Rihanna's not a performer. She 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 she, she, dancing. she do a little hip and a little <laughs> two one two step. And my good sis, like she's not really a vocal artist, you know. So we expected we expected lip sync vocals. Weeks I expected lip sync. I expected a well. I thought it was lip sync okay. because the and I'm not saying they weren't great lip sync vocals the reason i think it was is because 
when an artist is singing live and they do things like a, a run and they'll move the mic or something, you'll hear the dissonance or like it'll, it won't be just the track of the song that's said. It'll be yeah. like a little bit of an add on or something like that, you know. Mm. And I just think I didn't really hear that. But I thought for Rihanna, the bad bitch that she is. Yeah. She gave what she gives. And I heard someone say um, Rihanna performs like a rapper. Like, that's true. Like, rappers don't dance and stuff. They just be, like, bopping, you know? I thought she gave a little bit more dance than she usually gives, but I don't think she was giving a big energy, like, flying across the stage, Beyonce, Janet Jackson. Because I'm... Oh, shit. I've never seen Rihanna do that. Right. So, I mean... I, I thought it was cool. I she, thought she looked great. The choreography was great. The set The set was great. She definitely performed, like, back in the day when she performed at the Grammys, or was it the BT Awards, and it was like... Call me rude, boy, boy. That whole performance when there was mad people on stage and she was dancing, she was getting it. Like, I just expected, like... More. More. Yeah. I watched the first half of the Super Bowl. I don't even watch Super Bowl. Oh, I mean, I football. Didn't. Like, I don't watch this stuff. I, so, I, I, was, I was, like, tuned in every now and then to see when it was going to come I'm on. Focused. And I happened to catch that shit. And I, yeah. I was focused. <laughs> you were locked in. I was locked in. <laughs> I was locked in. But, yeah. yeah. I, you know what I learned, too, about the, perf- like, bringing people out? So, apparently, they don't get paid to do this. They but don't get exposure. Pay- it is. But, like, nowadays, I feel like it has to be, like, a bought-in thing. Like, oh, Rihanna's doing the Super Bowl, and I want to do that shit with her or something like that. I don't know. But I feel like someone said, who was it? Was it you that said, like, or maybe it was somebody else who said, like, wow, I thought she was going to bring out Jay-Z or something. Like, Jay-Z is now responsible for organizing entertainment for the Super Bowl. He's not performing at the Super Bowl. No. I also think because she was pregnant, it didn't make sense for her to bring anybody else out because I think that was her moment to share. I'm pregnant. It wasn't given Beyonce at the VMAs, but that was her announcement of it all. So I think to have someone else come would detract from her telling us she was pregnant, but we didn't know she was pregnant, which is why people probably would have expected a guest. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. Blessings to be um, Rihanna and her new baby. Love that. Moving on. So the next topic. So we saw a post that that was a study. It says new study reveals 60% of men under 30 years old are single due to social media. And this is in quotes. This part is quoted. Um, young men are watching a lot of social media. They're watching a lot of porn, and I think they're go- they're getting a lot of their needs met without having to go out. Um, that was a quote from the study. So yeah, I think we sh- let's let's pull it back. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think a lot of people, well, a lot of men specifically, they are living their lives on social media in real life. Like, a lot of the conversations and the things I see hosted on social media, I see it replicated in the interaction between young people now who are, like, dating and getting to know each other. And I think that's the the main issue. I also do think porn is an issue. I didn't know porn was an issue. Just learned that recently because I put two and two together. You see what I did there? But um, I see a lot of people, they get their satisfaction there. And it creates, like this alternate reality of how they receive pleasure and then they can't do it in real life. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think anything in moderation is fine, but I think people, there there are people who don't know how to moderate. And um, I definitely think, like, my opinion on the whole thing is, I I don't disagree with, I think, the, the last part of it. Like, I think they're getting a lot of their needs met without having to go out. 
But I also think that it's skewing what reality is. Like, it skews their perception of reality. And they try to use what they see on social media and what they see in porn and, like, translate that to real life. And, like, women in real life are not going for that. Like, they they think that's how they have to satisfy their partner or that's what their partner wants or whatever. And it's like, that's uncomfortable, though, so don't do that. And they don't realize they're not good partners in that way sexually because you're trying to emulate something that's fake. Yeah. Like, porn is not real. The porn it's that you not. see is not real. And no it's literally... No girl actually likes that. No, she doesn't. You know what I'm saying? That and girl then, is acting. She absolutely is. And then even outside of, like, the porn part, but, like, right into, like, the social media part of it, like, y'all see people flex money and cars and things, and y'all see how it's received on social media, but, like, it's one of two things. Like, either you really don't have that stuff, and you're trying to, like, portray something in real life you want people to buy into, and they're not buying it, or... The people that you're around in real life really don't give a shit about the cars and the money and the stuff that you have like that because you're corny in real life. So you're trying to emulate what you see on social media, but like not a good person in real life. And it just doesn't mesh. It doesn't go well. And I think this can also be translated to to women and men. Like I know like like porn addiction is like a thing. I don't know why I was listening to to a podcast not too long ago. Um, but this girl was saying how, like, she had to break up with her boyfriend because he couldn't, um, like, they couldn't have sex without him having porn playing in the background. Yikes. And it made her feel, like, really insecure because, like, you know, she thought, like, am I not enough, whatever. And I don't know, like, what his whole thing with, with it was, like, what the root of it was. But he was very, like, apologetic, but, like, there was nothing he could do to stop that. I mean, once you're, like, you prone to... I don't know how people stop. First of all, I don't know. Sex even... therapy. You go and they, they, they do all those sorts of things. Unpack it all and, like, work through it. I don't know. To your point, anything is good in moderation. Like, yeah, you, porn is not a bad thing. It's just when people do it too much, it causes an alternate reality. And I will say something else about social media, which I probably said here before, or maybe I said on Twitter. Um, I, like, hung out with a guy one time, and we were, like, hanging out. This is before now um and he was like talking to me and he was like what do you think about kevin samuels oh i don't think you put that on the pod but we definitely talked about this in that real was, life right okay that was sick and i was like kevin samuels at this point i'm just like i don't really know much about him and i you know i don't really agree with his his views and he literally literally looked me in the eye and said i like kevin samuels because he takes up for black men and I can't tell y'all how quickly I started packing my shit to get yeah, the fuck exactly. out of there. Like, gotta go. I gotta go. Like, I'm, like, too old to explain to you why Kevin Samuels is, like... Toxic. Toxic. And, like, talks down about women. Or I, I'm just too old to explain, like, that that conversation is a very much so social media conversation. And yeah, we're, like, in, in real, real life. life. Yeah. And, like, that's what you want to talk about? Like, I'm yeah. a baddie. Like, the moment I heard him say... <laughs> When she was, this girl was talking about, like, how it was hard for her to find men, but she has very high standards. He was like, so how much you weigh? How much you weigh? Yeah, and he was like, so do you think a high-value man is going to want to be with a girl who weighs as much as you? You weigh more than him. Like, he's talking to her like that. <laughs> oh, and I could not believe you my see? fucking ears. So then men hear this, right? Men who don't think for themselves. Not all men. I just want to be very Yikes. clear. Men who don't think for themselves and then, you know, idolize social media and hot takes hear that and think, yeah, no fat bitches for me. Oh, my God. You know, you see how quickly that becomes yes. very disgusting? Like, I can see how... Because I'll went. tell you now, if Kevin Samuels would have asked me that, he'd have been saying the same thing. He'd have been, yeah. been like, so you think 
that you can get somebody when you weigh what you weigh, and I and I would have to actually cuss his ass out. Yes, because I've never had a problem getting men at, but, at any weight that I've had. But but we also have to realize the fact that these people who are social media forward people are doing this to get that reaction mm-hmm. so that they can get followed. We work in marketing, like we know the the ones in the for, twos. It's for virality. It's for clickbait. No, so it's like it's hard for me to even engage in these conversations with people seriously. When it's our job to try to figure out how to make how to make viral. these things go viral, <laughs> like literally yeah. all we do is create strategy to make y'all create conversations, and y'all be taking those conversations and talk about it in real life, and it's crazy. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. We're like anti-marketing marketers. Yes. Like, <laughs> I think we said that before, too. Yeah. It's like we love our job, but like, like we're good at our job, but like it's a little concerning. Like yeah. some of you guys take it a little too far. A little too seriously. All right. Um, yeah. Sorry the news is so negative today, but we're going to take... We're gonna, well, the next one is about to get sad. Okay. So, but um, just want to like really briefly talk about the train wreck that happened or derailment that happened in East Palestine, Ohio. Oh, I saw that. So crazy. Essentially, the plane, uh, plane, the train derailed, uh, caused an explosion. It basically leaked, like, chemicals um, into, like, the area around that ran off into the water and vaporized in the air and all this stuff. And I'm bringing it up because I was scrolling the news app and I saw that like there are all these people coming out with reports about how they're now falling really ill um and people are like coughing up gray mucus they're having breathing problems all this crazy stuff and it literally made me think about um something that happened like in my own hometown that affected my own family that's very similar and I say this because it's sad and I think the the saddest thing of it all, and, and my aunt said it too, that if this town is poor, and I'm from Ohio, but I don't know anything about East Palestine, but if it is poor, and I guess I should have looked this up before the episode started, they're not going to do anything about it unless somebody really, really makes a fuss. Um, so, like, to draw the parallel to my own family, um, I'm from Columbus, Ohio, and even more specifically, a neighborhood called Southfield. It's a lower middle class um, neighborhood that was, I want to say, started around after World War II when the vets were coming home. Um, and that's where a lot of them located to. But anyhow, um, there are a lot of, like, factories and stuff that aren't too far from Southfield, and there's a Georgia Pacific plant that is, like, right behind Southfield. Essentially, there was um, an explosion that happened there, vaporized the resin, like, released into the air, and within a couple of years, hundreds of people in the neighborhood got cancer, and my grandmother was one of them. Wow. And... Um, I was talking to my aunt about it, and she was saying, like, I was in elementary school, in gym class, and we could feel, like, the building shake when it happened. Um, I think it happened in 92, if memory serves me correctly. Um, But anyhow, nothing would have happened. Because it was a lower-middle-class black neighborhood, like, nothing would have happened. Georgia Pacific wouldn't have done anything if it wasn't for Roberta Booth and the Southside Community Action Association that she started, I believe, with her husband. Um, But essentially... They raised hell about it and made sure that the people um, who were affected by the explosion got some sort of compensation. Um, and my grandmother was one of those people who got some financial compensation as a result of getting cancer from a chemical explosion that happened. But I just really hope that somebody does something. The people who are affected get something, some sort of money. I know it doesn't restore money doesn't restore health. And unfortunately, like whatever is done is probably done if they can catch it quick enough. But yeah, my heart goes out to those people. And as much as we think this is an isolated incident, it's not. It happened literally to my family. And it can happen to anybody else's. Anywhere there's a factory and people who care more about money than they do people. 
Um, can I tell you this is this story is actually crazy. One, I hate that these situations always affect poorer areas mm-hmm. where they expect people won't cause like because they don't have the money to do so. Right. They won't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then two, I was watching like a news article. Well, I guess it was like a news clip of a lady. She was in the area where it happened and like she threw something in the water like in the lake or the pond where their natural spring water comes from mm-hmm. in this area. And like the the rock went down, but like up came like something and it was like bubbling. Like it was like making little bubbles and it was like oil. Like like it was covered in like, like oil at the top of the water. Yeah. So it's like these people are bathing in this water, they're boiling yeah. their food in this water, they're feeding their kids from this water, they're drinking this water because mm-hmm. obviously everyone is not very and fortunate. They were told there were like there wasn't enough chemicals in it to like um, affect their health. That's but what like, they always tell us. you see shit like that, how could it not? I'm That's not supposed to drink say. sludge. Like, Exactly. So it's like, it's so unfortunate that they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They know where they built these railroads and what type of area these chemicals are passing through. Like, mm-hmm. they know exactly what they're doing. And it's just so unfortunate that if you don't speak up for yourselves, like, you can ultimately die. You can get cancer. You can get all types of ailments. Have and children Ill- born with birth defects. Like, because of this. And there's really nothing you can do about it, and that's just horrible. Yeah, very, very sad. Very sad. All right, ending our news segment. Um, as always, you know, you know, as much as we drink alcohol, <laughs> drink a little wine during these uh, these episodes, we're we also very hard workers who enjoy caffeine. Hmm? We love a good coffee, right? If you love us and you want to keep us <laughs> caffeinated. Right. You, too, can buy us a cup of coffee. How can they do that, Shanice? You can go to the link in our bio. We are always accepting accepting donations for coffee. Um, we drink a lot of alcohol, but we drink a lot of coffee. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're millennials. That's literally our diet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So why not, you know, sponsor us? If you love the podcast, we more coffee, more episodes. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it'll keep us going. It keeps... It gets the people going. It gets the people going. <laughs> yeah. So if you would like to buy us a cup of coffee or, you know, you could label it and just say it's for a bottle of alcohol. Yeah. Just use the buy link in our bio. We appreciate it. Sure do. Um, all right. Let's jump into the episode. Um, our affirmation this week is delegate for the purpose of rest, not to make more time for work. Hmm. And um, I think that's a hard lesson Shanice and I learned when we yes. started Idea Hub. I was going to say that, like two years ago yeah like we literally had to learn how to hire people and let them do their jobs so that we could like kick our feet up for just just a moment and i um actually the sermon i was listening to this morning um one thing the pastor was saying like it doesn't matter how many jobs you have how hard you hustle like in the grand scheme of like what you're accomplishing and this is you know how i how shanice and i feel about our own faith like i can't get what i want without god on my side in the first place it doesn't matter how many hours I stay up. It doesn't matter, like, how much I hustle. Yeah. You know, what I have will only be but a, a, a speck of what God could give me. Um, so I say all this to say and internalize this however you, you know, however it aligns with your own faith. But you can't outwork not resting. You can't yeah. outwork leaving room and time for nurturing your mind, your body, your spirit. Um you you just can't you work so hard that you run yourself into the ground and this is coming from people who always keep two and three jobs like 
we're always hustling in some way or another. It's, we're always working on a contract or, you know, lending a hand to somebody who's starting a business or busting our ass for our day jobs. Like, you have to learn how to put things down. How yeah. to say, you know, I'm at capacity. How to schedule your time out so that you don't have to do everything all in one go. But if, you're, if this resonates with you, I, I truly do hope that you delegate and leave some time for you for nurturing yourself and what you need. Yeah. Um, like Jordan said, we learned how to delegate two years ago, so this is very new. Brand new. <laughs> to us. And then I've even learned how to say no in lesser time than that, so maybe like a year ago. Mm-hmm. But I do find so much value in resting. Yeah. Um, you really can't pour from a cup that's empty. You, you sure barely could pour from a cup that's half full. That cup got to be full, okay? Yeah. You have to pour back into yourself. And at the end of the day, if... You don't work for the CDC, a uh, uh, surgeon. If you're not caring, working on the care for cancer, like, it could wait till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, uh, we work in marketing. Yeah. Right, exactly. Social so, media, babe. Social, like. me- social media. So, like, that shit could, could happen tomorrow. So, at the end of the day, I think the best me is a me who comes to something and I'm fully rested. Like, mm-hmm. my makeup looks better. Mm-hmm. My hair looks better. I feel better I'm on the inside. I'm nicer. Like, there's my a lot of more is pros. Better. Like, my work quality is better. That's mm-hmm. a fact. You know? You can't pour from an empty cup. So, mm-hmm. get your shit together. Let me take that back. Get your stuff together. Okay? You're not cussing? I'm not cussing because your mom told me about myself. <laughs> she didn't say zero cuss words. <laughs> she said I could. She said I'd be using it, like... For no reason. Okay, and I was but like, shit is not a bad cuss word. I'm going to stop, Jordan. I don't okay. need you. I'm a cuss. No, you on your own. I'm going to keep it cute, but like. She's on her own. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> moving into the Unbossed segment today, we are talking about a fellow podcast, which are fellow friends of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, and I don't know if you guys saw in our story, we were in Philly. Bow, bow, bow. We were in a blast. Philly. You know, having a good time, and we were asked to be guests on our friend's podcast called All Things Money, hosted by Dele and Shaler. So, um, just a little bit about their podcast. It's meant to enlighten the world about the powers of investing and financial literacy, which is two things Jordan and I are very interested in developing and becoming better at. So, Mm -hmm. we love stuff like this. Um, I actually went to high school with both of them, so I've known them for some time. I said high school. I was about to say, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> I meant college. I went to college with both of them. That's how long ago this is even. Like That's funny. We went to college together, and I it's just seven really... Year, uh, we'll be eight years out of college this year. Almost ten years out of college, girl. Um, yeah, so oh, we went seven to... years. Either way. I said eight. <laughs> Either way. Shit. Oh. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we went to college together, so it's really great to see like people that you grew up with doing like really great things. It was... Really awesome to be on their podcast. Mm-hmm. It really, they really showed us we got to level up because I don't know if y'all know, but we film our episodes in a closet. Yeah. Um, we don't got headphones. It's nothing Mm-mm. fancy in this closet. It's no. very much so like a Clothes, good size walk in. Yeah. Yeah. It's even comfortable. We're very comfortable here, but what their setup, it was giving like it's a sophisticated. Sophisticated. We had headphones. Mm-hmm. We had a, a, a mic that are rigged that was on something that was like, Per- adjusted perfectly, like, we was drinking tequila, you know, we be drinking wine. So, like, it's it was a, definitely a different vibe, so we really appreciated it. 
that. But it was also great to, like, share notes and, like, compare and contrast different things that we're doing on our podcast, their podcast, and just, like, get together. Yeah. So if you don't know, go follow them, especially if you want to know more about investing and... How to do right by your finances. How to get your money right. Shayla just, like, bought a, a house. Like, flipped it. Flipped it, yeah. rents it out. Like, they know all the stuff that's going on and that type of stuff. So if you're interested, definitely go listen to their podcast. It's called All Things Money on Instagram. I think the S is a Z, so it's All Things Money. And they're also on SoundCloud, um, Apple Music, and I think that's – and Spotify, maybe – not sure. But the link is all in their bio, and we'll also tag it in the post. So make sure you guys support them. Now feels like a good time to, like, re-up. Are we ready for the rosé? Yeah. Oh, I thought you finished yours. That's why I guzzled it. All right, now you did finish. I can't keep opening that. I don't know why. Yeah. My freaking hands are all weak. I tried to open it last night. I mean, on Friday. And... So y'all was hanging out? Wow. We was hanging y'all out. was drinking? Yeah, and you, you could have been hanging out and drinking. All right, so let's jump into the goddess chat today. Um, y'all heard us talking about, like, how life be life in, and Janice is making a lot of decisions. I'm making a lot of decisions. It's a very crazy time, but we're talking about being 20-something, and not just 20-something, but late 20s. We're in our last, collectively, the last two years of our 20s. Um yeah so let's talk about what life looks like now um how do you Shanice what does life look like talk to me about what what 28 is like okay so 28 is like okay if you're 28 right now you probably already feel like you're 30 Mm because that's how I kind of feel but I also want to start off and preface this whole conversation by saying like I am extremely excited for my 30s -hmm. like very very excited because every person I know as every black woman I know in their 30s, they start looking better. Mm-hmm. They start making more money. Their life gets better. Better decisions. Better, better yeah. everything. So where I am now, because I already feel like I'm almost 30, I always feel like a little bit ahead. But I feel like the decisions and the things that I do now will really, like, set me up for my 30s to be, like, their 30s. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think I'm a little bit... I think I was, like, floating a little bit from, like, 25, 26... And then 27, I was like, okay, bitch, 30's coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let it flow. <laughs> Let it go. 30. <laughs> I was like, 30 is coming up. But, like, I'm, exce- I'm excited for it. When I was younger, I didn't think that this is what it looked like. But you don't. Mm-mm. if you don't know better, you won't do better. Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm ready for... 30. I feel prepared and I feel like as like on the inside like I feel like this is the most confident and the most like I've ever felt secure in knowing myself I've ever felt my entire life Mm -hmm. so like I'm I'm literally excited yeah yeah I'm 29 and very similar 29 yeah oh my god oh my god (laughs) (laughs) very similarly I think like within the last year I have really come into myself Um, And I think, like, that's a combination of age, but also a combination of, like, life changes that forced me to, like, get real about knowing myself a little better. But, um, yeah, similarly, like, when I turned 28, I literally hit, like, okay, we're on the road to 30 now for real. Like, And I think many of us think, like, okay, when I'm 30, this is what life is going to look like. But, like, it takes for you to set up. Mm-hmm. the actions that are needed to get you to what you want life to look like at 30. I don't want to start at 30 right. because then what I want for 30 will happen at 35. Yep. 
So I'm starting like now, or I started a year ago. Same. Mentally wrapping my mind around like, what do I have to do so that I have the 30s that I want? And I agree. Like, for the for the most part, like most of our a lot of our friends are older than us, and we get to see like how cool life looks when you hit your 30s. You know, like I'm very close to my aunt and. I remember just, like, watching her life in awe of, like, all the things she gets to do, how she shows up in the world. Like, we've we've spoken about Tia before, but it's really cool to, like, see that example of your 30s and be like, damn, okay, traveling and beautiful home, beautiful car, doing all the things, bossing your career, like, all these cool things. Um, And, yeah, not to say, like, not having those things doesn't make you cool in your 30s or beyond, um, but a couple of those things I want to try on myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And I look forward to it. I just, I just know that like Jordan, now and inching into thirty is a whole different girl. So let's talk actionable things. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing actionably to prepare for your thirties? Because yeah. that's the the most important. Yeah, like get specific. Yeah. Um. So being very specific, one is like this is something that started well before my thirties, but I used to say like I'm intentional about who I'm around. I'm intentional. I'm intentional. But like now, like what is in, what does that intention mean? You can't just say you're intentional and not have an intention behind it. Like what's the purpose and what's the point? You know? Yeah. Um. So now, like when I think about who I'm making friends with and who I give my time to, because like time, just like money, is a value Honestly. exchange. Mm-hmm. Is currency, you know? I can't afford at this point in my life to give more of myself than the people I keep around can give back or are able to do for themselves. Mm-hmm. Say all this to say, there was a point in my life where I was comfortable with the people I love giving me zero because I love them. Mm. Doesn't matter if I love you now. You get zero back if you give zero. And I understand that relationships are sometimes, not just like boyfriend-girlfriend relationships, but your interpersonal relationships, sometimes you have 90% to give and they have 10. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine if, if in this season I have to give 90 and you give 10, but I won't give 100 for somebody who can't give any. Yeah. Um. So that, I think that's that's one that, like, really means a lot to me. Um, I'm also being, like, intentional about, like, how I move my body and eat, too. I think, like, being healthy, in air quotes, for me has always been, like, with the goal of losing weight um, or looking differently. It's not that now. Um, if that happens as a result, I welcome it. And a little, it's a part of it now too, but like something I've been thinking about is my mortality as I get older. I don't want to be 50 and my knees hurt. Mm. You know, I don't want to think about like when I'm older, my kids are, are my, or my case of emergency. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to think like, oh, I have to, I have to be right good to my kids so that when I'm old, they'll take care of me. I want to be able to take care of myself. Right. As much as I can, you know? So I'm really being intentional about how I move my body and, like, what I eat and still having fun and doing all the things, but being mindful because I don't want health to be a hindrance at any point. I'm very grateful that no matter (laughs) what weight I have been, I actually have had very pristine health. And I'm a hypochondriac, so I'm the type of person who goes to the doctor and tells them to run not one blood panel, but two, just to be sure. Um, But, yeah, uh, what else? Yeah, you're healthier than me, honestly. What do you mean? Like, in terms of, like, what you eat, how you take care of yourself. Oh. Huh. We'll talk about that offline. <laughs> but I'm trying to think I what else. A, I had McDonald's the other day. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a part of it, too. I still, I'm going, like I said, I'm still going to have fun. I'm still going to eat the fun things. It's just, like, if I'm not going to move my body today 
maybe I don't, like, snack on my couch. Like, maybe I'll actually get up and cook the food that's in the freezer, you know? That's just, that's how I'm thinking about it. Those are two examples. What about you? How are you preparing for your 30s? Um, so my main focus has been, like, one, financially, like, what amount of money do I want to be making at this point in my life? And, mm-hmm. like, where do I, how do I want my lifestyle to be? Mm-hmm. And I think I said this, like, a bunch of th- a bunch of times. I don't know. I'm drinking, so. <laughs> I'm, like, not speaking clearly <laughs> today. Um, but I really see my life, like, working six months out the year mm-hmm. and, like, not vacationing, but, like, offline six mm-hmm. months out the year. Like, I genuinely do not find joy in working. Mm-hmm. I don't find joy in making meetings. I don't think five-day vacation is enough. Like, I think I can pour into something for six months mm-hmm. diligently and work hard at it, and then for six months I need to just, like, not think hard. Yeah. And I think that's what I want out of life. Mm-hmm. I also want to hit, like, a cert- certain financial amount making monthly even with that setup Mm -hmm. of that lifestyle um but also a lot of like little things and like I did a lot of the like internal work over the last couple years like working on myself my mind my body as well as like making sure that I'm surrounded by the right people because to touch on what you said yeah it's very easy to say oh that's my friend that's my friend that's my friend but if someone's not pouring into you and you don't see that as an issue I wouldn't even be friends with you Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna be honest like I'm at the stage right now where anybody could get it like and I had this new philosophy where like before I used to I used to wait like things would happen and then I would wait I would digest it see how I really feel and then like react but like we now, leaving room to oh, wait now. there's no room. Yeah, I'd be in that moment. As soon as I feel weird, I'd be like, "Hey, this came off like this. How did you really mean it? You, yeah. I make it weird for you. What did you. you mean by that? What did you mean by that? <laughs> Can you explain? Because I, I think it went over my head. Like anybody could get it personally, professionally. Anybody can get it. And as soon as I make it awkward like that, the person be like, uh, they're uh, trying to walk uh, it back, uh, or like that's not how they. Meant that's not it. how you. Uh, yeah, you gotta speak with intention. Speak to you me correctly. You gotta say what you mean. Yeah, yeah, you gotta treat me how you meant the first time. Treat me how you meant the first time because. Mm-hmm going into 30 I'm not tolerating shit like mm-hmm. from nobody from nothing like at all like it's it's pretty much a wrap so honestly like that's why I'm even more excited mm-hmm. because like the boundaries I have have never been this strong and we have an episode on boundaries y'all mm-hmm. and that still rings true like yeah I don't play about my boundaries now and it's like nobody can tell me anything because no one pays my bills yeah I think another another way I'm preparing for 30 is like being more accountable like, I think sometimes we're like, oh, I didn't know. Or, like, not even just, like, our friends, but, like, our lives, like, the way we function. We're like, oh, if I would have known, I would have done better. But, like, the world doesn't care that you didn't know, you know? And we can't leave. For me, I, like, I can't leave anything to chance anymore. Like, if I hurt somebody's feelings, I can't be like, oh, they didn't mean it that way. Like, I have to hold myself accountable, yep. you know? That's, some, that's like, a way I'm being more accountable. I mean, to, to your point about finances, like, being more accountable about how I spend my money. How yep. I save my money, what I spend my money on. I'm somebody who, like, retail therapy feels good to me. But recently, I've started to unpack why I like to spend. Because mm-hmm. it's hard. Like, I think I'm somebody I'm, it's, it's hard to gift for. Because if I want it, I'm going to just get it. I might talk about it in the group chat. But I've already placed the order, really. Or I'm about right. to, you know. I'm trying to understand, like, why when I'm bored... Do I say, let's get in the car and go find somewhere to spend the money, you know? Like, it's cool and all, and I can't wait until I'm at a point in my financial life where it doesn't matter. But it matters right now what I spend my money on, and I have to acknowledge that and, like, live in that. So, in this whole, like, 
transitional phase I'm experiencing, and we'll go into depth about this and at a later time, but I have to be very mindful about how I spend it, and because I'm being mindful, it's holding me accountable and making me think about why I do what I do. Yeah. Accountability. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, um, to backtrack to the boundaries thing, too, that um, that doesn't mean that, like, I'm cutting off people from making life mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because I think, like, as we're individuals and as we grow in friendships and relationships, like, we're human beings, so mistakes are bound to happen. Mm-hmm. However, I believe that if you hold yourself accountable in those instances, I give forgiveness right away. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't hold forgiveness over someone's head. Yeah. I just look for you to, one, acknowledge what was done acknowledge how I feel and acknowledge how you could do better Mm -hmm. and what I look for is for you to never do it again now if you slip up again and you're like oh girl my bad yeah I'm still working on it I I recognize I I recognize I made a mistake Mm -hmm. I I love those type of people as friendships and it's really crazy to say this because I just had this revelation Mm -hmm. but um the people that I'm the closest with I did not like at first like the friendships that I have that are the strongest are built from us not liking each other and, like, working backwards to, like, build up to, like, the friendship that we, we are now. Because there was no facade ever. No. It was like, you see what you see, you get what you get, ab- boundaries established right away, mm-hmm. and, like, you have to, like, work at that relationship because you want it to work. Yeah. And I feel like that has, like, my mindset different, like, with friendships because mm-hmm. now that I realize that, I'm like... Oh, like, you got to see people how they treat you when they're upset with you. Yeah. Like, you have to see how people react because regardless of how many people I started off like that with, and it's been a couple, like, four or five, like, it's really crazy. (laughs) Not that I was unlikable, but I was really, like, always saying the shit. Like, I was, you know, what I present. So, like, once I figured that out, I'm just like, okay, like, this makes friendships easier for me. Like, Mm -hmm. this is probably, like, the healthiest place I've ever been in with, the people around me like I don't feel any animosity any like weirdness like I genuinely like am obsessed with it yeah I think I need to like go on a panel <laughs> I'm about to tell y'all <laughs> look at something. you come on because you are that very was a anti- joke oh. that was a joke I no. knew you were gonna say that yeah no. Jordan will be on the panel I'll be behind the stage please stop <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be holding hands on the panel babe um but yeah that's awesome that's okay, awesome what do we're you- acknowledging our where we at and and being intentional about how we move in we have to yeah what did Uh, you think your life would look like at this age by this time yeah i i'll start with like relationship right Mm -hmm. i never even thought about marriage in any of my previous relationships like Mm -hmm. ever like i always really no i never like thought about it like never tactically thought about it or talked about it okay but the situation I'm in now, like, the relationship I am, we talk about marriage all the time. Like, mm-hmm. all, like, and it doesn't feel, like, forced. Like, yeah. maybe he's the first person I felt comfortable enough to, like, yeah. talk about being married with or, like, even, like, close my eyes and, like, imagine being mm-hmm. married. So, like, before this, I probably couldn't have even imagined myself married because I was in the wrong mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. But I never realized how much work goes into being in a relationship. An adult relationship. Much less being married. Yeah. And my parents are married, so I see it on the daily. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not it's not easy. No. So I'm, like, very, like, 
happy that I didn't like idolize marriage at a young age because I probably would have been one of them girls who got married right away because I'm a very much so I love my lover man, girl. My man, my man. Like, <laughs> lover girl I'm a lover girl like if I knew like oh you could get married to be laid up with your man all day I would have been like let's do it <laughs> you know but like in the place I am now like I realized that that's a a a, a relationship that you bring before God and mm-hmm. you're telling God and you're telling the world that this is my person this is my partner and I probably never thought I would have a partner like this. So I'm very mm. grateful. Mm. But kids could, who, who, get somebody else to do it. I don't think I'm ready for kids until I hit 30, mm-hmm. like 30 plus. Yeah. Um, and then for career, um, like I said, I want to work six months out the year. Like I don't. Did you, Have you always known that or this is like a new revelation? Like I knew that since we started Idea Hub in 2019. Okay. I knew I didn't want to work full year. And yeah. then I confirmed it when I was in Ghana for six months. Mm-hmm. with my man and yeah. I was like oh like <laughs> never doing this I'm never going back to work <laughs> I'm enough. never going back to work again <laughs> yeah I like this like yeah. I like this setup and I think it made me like just realize like alright like your life is in your control like what what we thought we wanted at 16 and 17 we're so lucky we didn't get that Ugh. like we're so lucky that girl. didn't happen because girl. life would have been all types of chaotic girl and like everything that I see happening now I'm just like alright this is the direction like I'm feeling this yeah 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 how about you um I'll try to hit your order relationships when I was younger, like, when I was going to college, I did think, like, oh, I'm going to meet, like, um, my husband in college. And I, it's not like I, I got to college, like, where's my husband at, you know? I wish somebody told me that people go to college looking for their husbands get, yeah, because I didn't know that. The, the MRS degree. But, yeah, I didn't, wow. I, I wasn't like, let me get to college and find a husband. But I thought, like, oh, I'd be with somebody and we'd stay together and I would get but married. But who told you that? No, it had less to do with who told me that. It had more to do with the fact that, like, 25 felt old. So I'm like, if I'm going to do the life mm. thing, I need to find the person. I can't start when I get out of college. See, you was a, you was a forward thinker. I was, that's that's kind of how I was. So it, I was less attached to the idea of it and more mm-hmm. like I was a planner. So I'm like, <laughs> at this point in my life, this is what I should have accomplished. In the next right. phase of my life, this is what I should be working towards. So the first, right. by 28, I certainly thought I would have a husband. I thought I would have at least a child. I thought I would have bought a house by now. You? Yeah. Mm. And I thank God that the, yeah. what I thought I wanted, I didn't cling you. on to. Because if I would have married the person I met in college, this is like not to shit on him. But we would not, we would not have been combat- compatible in that way. We didn't prioritize the same things. And why I knew I couldn't have kids. Well, I thought I was going to have kids by now, but, but I'm glad I came to my senses about not, <laughs> <laughs> about not having any kids. Because if I would have had kids with him, our, some of our issues were fundamental. And yep. the biggest problem for me was I never felt like I was prioritized. If I can't be prioritized when we don't have kids, there's no way we're going to bring kids into this and then you're going to prioritize them and me as a part of, like, as a package deal. It's just not happening. It's just going to get harder. So I can't imagine being 29 with a child and, like, a marriage that's not working. I I really do just thank God that he changed the direction of my life before it went somewhere I didn't want it to go. Kids, specifically, no. No. I just saw this video on Twitter. <laughs> this kid was digging in his mama plate, picking up the salmon, eating the parts of the salmon that aren't like, you know, like this best part of the salmon is when it's a little crispy. <laughs> he was biting off the parts that weren't crispy and putting it back on her plate. And if, if, for kids get on my nerves. I love kids. <laughs> Let me start by saying I love kids. I want children of my own. But like, I think kids that don't belong to me is real easy for them to get on my nerves. 
if my first of all, and don't touch my food. Like if I if don't do that, let me offer it to you, but don't come stick your nasty hands. And kids are dirty. Like don't stick your dirty hands in my plate. I would. I told Shanice earlier. I would have punted that kid. I would. I would have <laughs> punted that kid to my mom's house in Ohio, and I would have gone to jail for child abuse. So. Get somebody else to do it. I I know for sure before now, I didn't have the resources or the patience for children. What I will say now is to to a similar point to that you were making about marriage and how like you didn't really think about marriage before, but now you're with somebody who makes you consider. Um, Certainly think about marriage with uh, my boyfriend, but I also am at a point in my life where I'm so I know I'm not technically like ready for kids, but when are you ever really ready is what I've learned. The older I get, Mm -hmm. the more mature I become. What I will say is he does make me feel comfortable to know that when our time comes to have kids, I will not be in this thing alone. And that's my biggest fear about having kids. I saw my mom do it by herself. Was not It wasn't fair and it's not easy. And I can't imagine being a, a single mom. I can't imagine having to do it on my own. So I'm, I'm with somebody who I know I'll be in good hands when the time comes. Yeah. And I want to just piggyback on that because yeah. can I tell you like, I'm the type of person who can learn by other mistakes. I sure can. I prefer that, actually. I actually prefer that. You actually only got to tell me once. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, like, there's so many women, black women, who have been (laughs) single moms. Like, we, we all know a bunch of them. Like, so seeing that and like seeing how much hard work it entails and how much they have to go through and how much they have to sacrifice. How unforgiving it is. It has never been appealing to me like ever. Mm -hmm. Now, when I think about the relationship I'm in now and I think about having kids, I'm like, all right, even if this relationship didn't work in a love way, which I think it will, but like if it didn't, I still think he would be like a great dad. Like Mm -hmm. just like the mindset and just like the way he thinks about things and Mm -hmm. The way he shows up in life. The way he shows up in life. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But, like, there's so many people who get into relationships, and before you do make that mistake, you've already seen these red flags, the red flags. on these people. Yeah. And you know, like, oh, this is not going to, this is not going to last, or this not, might not work, or it's it's given 50-50. Mm-hmm. And you still, you know, engage in activities that result in being pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then you, you're forced to make a decision, which I support people's decisions either way. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think women, we're just getting smarter and we're just seeing how unappealing it looks to have to do it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Crying and, like, I think I had said it to you one time, like, I just feel like, you know, having a kid just looks so sad. And you were, like, an unplanned kid. And I was like, damn. Like, it's really true. Like, I've seen family members and friends go through it of being Very having to navigate... Things single motherhood Mm -hmm. and seeing how hard it was and that had that made me feel like that's how it always is Mm -hmm. but then I'm looking on the flip side of people who plan their kids or people who are in a healthy relationship who get excited when they're having a baby and they're like it's like a different experience and I just want so badly to experience that experience Mm -hmm. like it's not even funny like no shitting on anyone like nothing just for myself like I genuinely want to enjoy my pregnancy and be happy and mm-hmm. smile and do a baby shower and yeah. baby moon and push the, gift yeah. and like all the all things, the happy things all the happy things to really enjoy that moment. It's just so unfair that it's taken away from so many women. Yeah, and these men think that it's okay. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah, I um. What I will say is, like, shout out to my mom because I should have been flushed. Like, honestly, <laughs> if it was if it was me, I would have went ahead and just, like, fell down some stairs. And I really thank God that she didn't and she kept me. Girl. Um, and at the same time, I think what was important to my mom was for me to make, like, 
be mindful about the decisions I make, especially when it came to like sex and the implications of it. And my mom always used to say to me, like, Jordan, if you have a baby, I don't take care of you anymore. That child, I take care of that child. You're the yeah. adult. It's your responsibility to take care of that kid. I will do what I will, you know. What I can. Everything in my power to, like, take care of that child because they're the one that needs it. But when you make that adult decision, like. Yeah. That's, that was the adult decision that you made to have that baby. And we have to be smart about how we move moving forward. Um, but. Say all this to say, you know, shout out to the to the moms who make it happen, and shout out to the moms who, dis, uh, in, despite making it happen, instilled the discernment to think twice mm-hmm. and to be mindful. And my mom was never like my family was very much like don't have sex, don't have sex. My mom was like she was like don't have sex, but she was like it was more so know the implications of of sex, right? And know, know that into. know that that emotional attachment and babies come with it. And if that's a risk you're willing to take, then take it. I will tell you what, the older I get, the more I'm careful about... My mom's will know I have sex. That's crazy. But the, <laughs> the, more, the more I'm mindful about who I have sex with because that could be the father of my child. Hello? And I can't have a baby by somebody who is, was, is not a good man and it will not be a good dad. Listen. And I'm just, thank God I make smart choices now abstinent is okay like not having sex is okay like yeah it's a little rough in the beginning (laughs) you know but like i don't it's not hard it's really not hard like it's really not hard to just like focus on yourself especially when you know that it's very easy to get pregnant and have a baby for somebody that you don't want to have a baby for Mm -hmm. it just makes it so much easier like i can't you know what's crazy to think about though because you said it's easy to have a baby. What's wild is there's really only like a four-day window that we can have babies every month. But it's like, think about the fact that there are some people who are just keep having kids who hit that window every time. These men know. Imagine. A, baby I don't crying. know if I'm, I don't know. I might be infertile. I don't know. God forbid. And no, I don't God think forbid. so. I told my I think doctor God, that. I think God was, me too. And they told me there was something wrong with me. They told me shut up. But I just, I think, I think God was making sure that this womb stayed child free until, yeah. <laughs> until I was with the right person because. Last note about the kids, I did see a like, I don't know if it was a podcast or it was like a blog post, but they said that it's best to wait until your 30s to have kids because if you have kids any earlier, they're expecting you to act 30. So if you're 22, 23, 24. Who's expecting you? The kids? No, like your, your kids, your family, like they're mm. expecting you to have the maturity of a 30 year old. Oh, okay to raise this child. But mm-hmm. how can you do that when you're 22 or yeah. 23? Like, you're yeah. still trying to have a good time. If you have that mindset early, then yes, go for it. All, all God's willing. Mm-hmm. God bless you. Yeah. But if not, take it easy. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're pretty fertile for, like, a couple years, right? Yeah. To 40. I mean, by the time you're, like, 35... Well, you know, we're born with all the eggs we'll ever have, right? And every period, mm-hmm. we drop, like, one to three eggs. Oh, wow. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I'm almost 100% positive I'm right, though. But by the time we're 35, or 33 to 35, pregnancies become what they call geriatric. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. But that's not to say you shouldn't have kids, because literally my aunt had her first baby at 35, my boss had her second child at 42, and all is well. Um, just make sure you have a doctor who listens to you, and you have a team of folks um, from your uh, GP up that just listen to you and, and know they work for you. Um... The last thing I think on the list was, like, what, friendships? I thought it would be, like, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Um, <laughs> and it kind of is. I think that's the thing that kind of probably aligns the best with what I thought my, like, 
what yeah. life would look like now is like my friend circle. I think I've or not. I think I know I have a very tight knit group of people. Um, AKA gave me some of the best friends I've ever had. Um, I also have some friends that don't live here that by the grace of God, we've been able to keep our friendships strong and intact. So that's probably the thing that yeah. <laughs> is, is most how I thought it would be. I agree. Um, I think I'm in the most like healthy friendships and relationships that I've ever been in. Yeah. This is like, I said it before, like the the best time <laughs> ever. Like I feel like I could call any friend right now, and I don't mm-hmm. feel like animosity or anything. Yeah, you know what? I saw this TikTok, and it was saying like men men don't need to be worried about other men. You need to be worried about your girl's friends. Like y'all thinking that it's gonna be another man that takes you from them. The truth is, or why we're either is the truth is either it's, it won't be another man that takes you from them. But what I will say is, it, our friends give us high expectations for how what being taken care of looks like. Mm-hmm. The girl was saying like. Um, I like when I want to go out, we don't, we don't say, Hey, do you want to do something? And then fuck around for two weeks trying to figure out what it is. And then I have to be willing to plan the shit. If Shanice says, do you want to get food? Shanice has already picked the restaurant. She has a date in mind. All I have to do is say what time I'm available and I, sh- and I show up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If we say like, it's somebody's birthday, we're not waiting around to say, Oh, do you have plans? It doesn't matter if she has plans or not. We're showing up with flowers and drinks and food and Relax. making them feel celebrated. You know what I'm saying? Like we communicate well, we're kind to each other. We like each other. We're involved in around each other's families. Like yeah. our friends really set the, at this point, this generation, the millennials, young millennials, whatever, we've really set the bar for what, like, successful relationships look like. And romantic relationships should translate the same way. Absolutely. So shout out my, for my friends because I, me and Shanice have been saying for a long time, if, we're, if we don't get married, we're going to marry each other. <laughs> Can I tell you this man quoted that? <laughs> he said that to me. He was like, I was like, so if we don't get married, he was like, yeah, you're going to marry Jordan, right? And I was like, damn. I'm relax. glad he knows. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Since I know our men be listening to the the, the podcast. podcast, hey, no seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's 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 keep it going. Um, earlier, you were talking. You, you said something um, that that made me throw something in the notes for us to to talk about. What is delusion? Oh yes, you said that your friends have made you bring your delusion down <laughs> down a little bit. The older that you get, talk to yes. us about that. Okay, so. I would say I am, I know people are made up of different things, but I would say I am like 90% like an optimistic person. Like Mm -hmm. I always see things like the best things possible. And like sometimes I even like create alternate realities in my head. I didn't know this was delusion, but (laughs) (laughs) I'll get there. Um, And then most of my friends and even like, my man is like realistic. Like you guys, you guys kind of bring me back to reality a lot. And, like, within the last year especially, I was kind of like, all right, like, clearly I've been living in the alternate reality, and I need to be more realistic. And then Jordan's like, you know what? You need, like, a healthy balance of, like, delusion or optimism. (laughs) (laughs) Delusion sounds fun, but optimism is really it. Optimism and being realistic. And I I think I agree with that, like, that statement, only because, like, being on the realistic side, like, I, I would say I've been realistic for, like, four months. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't been fun, like, yeah. at all. Like, it's been very, like, It can stressful. easily become pessimism. It's literally a pessimistic-ass bitch. <laughs> and and you're no fun to the crowd. And <laughs> we're still going. <laughs> and it's just, like, not a good time. Like, 
when you're optimistic, like, you kind of just, like, create, like, ideas of things, and you just automatically assume, like, it can happen for you, and it will happen for you. Maybe that's also tying into, like, faithfulness, delusion, manifesting, all of those things. But there's, like, a certain, like, thing you need from being realistic. Like, Mm -hmm. you need that, like, you need a little bit of realistic in your life because your decisions start to skew to be, like, unrealistic. (laughs) And then you're in a bad place. So, like, Jordan told me I need 50-50, which I agree. What I, what I will say is I think I was so realistic that I, I was, like... You are very realistic. But I've, I edged towards pessimism. You've made me become a little bit more really? delusional and optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that has changed my life in the best ways, if I could be honest. <laughs> Honestly, I kid you not. There was a point in life, Shanice, like, I'm trying to think, like, when did I realize... When you was going on vacations every three months, <laughs> and I used, I literally used to be like, okay, yeah, this girl don't ever want to be home. I'm like, she don't like want to sit down just a little bit. I'm thinking like, why the fuck she she have to sit down? Like sitting down is not fun, <laughs> but you're not having fun sitting down. And it wasn't like I was like she shouldn't go, but I was just like, how how did how is she able to just do it? And it's like not a big deal to yeah. me. Like every time I wanted to, I feel like everything felt like a big deal, and you made me yeah. realize like. Everything's really not a big deal. And, like, sometimes you have to, like, just believe this shit's going to happen and then it just happens. And then it just happens. You know what I'm saying? In the last yeah. two years of my life, I have really, like, clung on to, like, Chanisa's philosophy of life. Can I tell you? It's and- giving. <laughs> it's giving. And I just feel like my life has really changed as a result. So I really don't want you to, like, be too down on, like, the optimism and the delusion because it has really changed my life in a good I needed way. to hear that. <laughs> You know what? Because it's true. Like, and this is why we balance each other out so well. Yes. Like, look at it. I literally agree with this thing a hundred percent because you, the realisticness you've given me has given me structure. Like, I don't know if y'all know if I said this on a podcast, but I like quit all my jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I quit all my jobs last year. Like yeah. every single job, I was like, get somebody else. <laughs> literally. And Jordan was just like, how are you about to... And I was just like, I have it's no gonna idea. Work. It's, it's, it's going to happen. It's gonna. It's just going to have to work. But then on the realistic side of it, like, it made me, like, plan mm-hmm. a little bit. Because, you know, faith without work is dead. Mm-hmm. But, like, you need a little bit of, like, this shit got to work and this shit, yeah. I'm going to plan it to work this way. Yeah. And then, like, the explosion is just, like, life. Yeah. So, yeah. You definitely need... You know what? This... Yes. A, I agree. A little of both. Wow. Um Moving on, what do you love about your life right now? I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to the podcast, y'all know we be some sad bitches. So <laughs> I'm sorry for cursing so much. I'm really working on myself. It's, it's okay. a work in progress. It's okay. But we really be sad. And I can honestly say, like, I'm very happy. Like, I'm mm-hmm. very happy. I did mention I wanted to throw up earlier. I'm not pregnant or anything. I just, like, have a lot of decisions to make. <laughs> And I just, like, get, like, worked up when I have to make, like, real-life decisions all in, like, one week. But I'm really excited about the trajectory. I'm really excited about, like, how I'm moving in this life. Like, I really don't... I feel fearless. Like, I feel like everything is in my control, and I decide what goes and what doesn't... What stays, and Mm -hmm. it's just, like... It's probably, like, the the first waves of like 30 like I'm feeling the 30s energy because like yes imposter syndrome is like completely gone Mm -hmm. like this is probably the most confident I've ever been Mm -hmm. I'm like working at a new agency and I'm just kind of like I'm so happy for you I want you to know 
Won't he do it? He will every time. He will do it. And I'll talk about that in another episode, child, because this episode is a happy have, episode. In, in a couple of episodes, we're going to have very big life updates that we're going to share. Huge. And it's going to blow y'all's fucking socks off. I just Huge. want you to know. So this is the time. If you guys are dealing with a lot of decisions, my biggest tip would be, like, what I'm in, the season I'm in right now is becoming uncomfortable Mm. like i'm doing a lot of uncomfy things Mm -hmm. you know that's why i feel sick (laughs) (laughs) i'm making a lot of big girl decisions i'm doing a lot of things that i said i would do Mm -hmm. so it feels weird and it feels different but like that's the only way you can grow that's the only way you can put yourself in different environments to foster that growth that we need to be comfortable in our 30s mm-hmm. so that when I do have a kid or I do get married and I'm working six months out the year there's a very strong foundation there's a, a the, the strongest foundation ever because I've been working on it working towards it for so long mm-hmm. and like I'm gonna reap these like fruits of my labor and it's gonna be like worth it mm-hmm. because I already know what I want it to look like and I can see I can feel it my optimism and my realisticness is at the perfect level you know what I'm saying? This shit is lining up. Shit is lining up. <laughs> shit is making sense. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm I'm feeling it. So this season feels very much so like doing all the shit I said I was going to do. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. How about you? Um, For me, I think I feel like I've had, at this point, I have the most control over my life that I've ever had. Um, And that's also understanding that like anything can happen. Go ahead. Pour up. <laughs> Refill that glass. Why are you watching me? <laughs> Talking to my, <laughs> but I feel like I've done a lot of work to be comfortable and to have what I said I wanted to have. You definitely and did. I just uh, I'm really grateful and I thank God that like despite how hard life can be, I know I can pull myself out of anything. Mm. And I know if I'm having a hard time pulling myself out of it, I know where to go. I know who to go to. And I trust myself to figure it out. I think that's the thing that I love the most. I trust myself so much right now that there's very little, very, very little that can shake the trust that I have. I think another thing is, like, I hate to be sappy. Um, And I know I've probably said it every episode since we came back. Is that the point? But another thing I really love about my life right now is, honestly, my relationship. Like, I've never... In my adult life from 18 till now felt like as understood and seen as I am now. Um, I thoroughly feel like I'm not decision making on my own. And that's huge for me because um, I don't. something about the women in my family are always the decision makers. And I will, I will be a decision maker to the day that I die. I can't let that go. But it feels good to know that my brain doesn't have to be on every second of the day. Mm-hmm. And that if I need... Like, some consolement or if I need a, some advice or an opinion, there's somebody with a sound mind who I can lean on um, when I need it. And I'm very grateful about that. Um, what else? What else do I love about my life right now? I also love that even though a lot of what I thought, like, life would look like right now is in flux, I'm able to be flexible. There was a point in my life where I was so rigid. Everything had to look like what I planned. And if it didn't, I was so disappointed. And it was hard for me to pull myself out of that disappointment. But now, life could look like one thing today and a completely different thing tomorrow. And despite what it looks like, I'm fine. Yeah. And I know I will be, you know. I know that I have people that I trust that are around me and I'm never in this thing alone. So, 
Um, I don't know. My faith, I think, is another thing, too. Like, I've never been more prayerful in my life. I have never gotten so quiet to really understand, like, what God is saying to me and, and what and how I need to move in his plans for my life. Like, I've never been so clear in that. Um, yeah. Yes. It feels like a good season, don't it? It is. Oh, my gosh, no, yes. It definitely does feel like that. Yeah. Alrighty. So... I guess moving into fresh face, or do you have any things that you want to say to wrap up this conversation? Um, the only thing that I, I just want us to hit a little bit, and without disclosing too much, because I know we keep we keep our future plans very close, near and dear to our hearts. But without too much detail, what are you excited about in the next phase? What are you excited about, like, yeah, hidden and accomplishing and whatever, or or less than that? It don't have to be that that specific. Yeah, I'm definitely excited about life. Um, I'm excited to... I know we talked about, like, what we felt uh, we were when we were younger and where we thought we would be. But, like, where I am now, I could have never imagined I'd be at this place in my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm very grateful for it. Um, But where I see myself going next, I definitely see myself married. Put Mm -hmm. a ring on it. Weigh that that (laughs) finger down. I I got the ring design. Period. Um, I definitely want to have children as well. Like, I definitely see myself with kids, but I also know, like, in God's timing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I definitely see myself uh, a greater relationship, like, with my faith. I def- I got baptized last year. I don't know if I said that on here. I don't think so. Oh, I, well, I got ba- baptized last year, um, but I've been a Christian my entire life. I just wasn't baptized, but I was Christian. Christ- christened in church and everything like that and i grew up in church so that experience has been like a journey in its own which probably can be like another conversation Mm -hmm. as well um and then just like trying new things i'm definitely trying to put myself out there i'm like the most introverted person (laughs) but around like people that know me and i'm comfortable around i'm like an extrovert Mm -hmm. so like if you probably see me outside, you're probably like, this girl is like, you know, but I'm trying to be more open to experiences, but also keeping my boundaries strong. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to like stop myself from making friends or stop myself from like forging new professional bonds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this new season, it just gives like Shanice 2.0. Mm-hmm. Like it's giving... 3.0, girl. 30. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's cute. Yeah. Shanice 3.0. Because this is Shanice 2.8 right now. All right. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is. So it's giving Shanice 3.0. Um, I'm probably, like, in the... Excited for the best chapter coming up. Like, mm-hmm. this chapter feels like it's about to be the best part of my life. Yeah. How about you? Um, I'm most excited for change. I've been very resistant to change most of my life. I'm very risk-adverse. I'm excited to, like, welcome change because, like, big, 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 big big change is on its way to me yes um but i'm excited about it i'm not as freaked out as i thought i would be um i'm also excited about um having a little bit more control over leisure like we're we're girls who self-care in a real way um and i just think the older i get the more i realize like what self-care it means to me and what it looks like and what like what actionable and important self-care is like not escapism although escapism is fine sometimes but like really like diving into what i need and sometimes what you need is a beach and some sunshine and sometimes what you need is clinical but 
I'm, I'm medicinal. Okay, <laughs> in a real way. But I'm excited to have a little bit more of a handle on how I take care of myself. Um, what else? I'm excited to really, like, show my family all... Because, like, I don't know. I just feel like my family have very high hopes for me. And really, I could, like, shit on a brick and they would be like, Oh, my God, look at what she did. <laughs> but I'm excited to show them that, like, outside of, like, little simple shit, I actually can make some shit shake in a real way. I'm excited to see them proud of where my life is going. Um... I'm proud of you. Thank you. I really am proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you, too. Seriously. <laughs> let's not make this emotional. I'm drinking. I know, right? my eyes, this right eye is welling <laughs> up with tears. Um, but, yeah, I think we can move on to Fresh Face. Yeah, before we start crying. Yeah. Um, all right, Fresh Face this week. Now, this is something I saw on TikTok that I sent to my mom, or maybe she sent to me, but she tried it and then told me to try it, and I didn't try it for a long time. Then I tried it, and now I'm a believer. So, you can apparently use head and shoulders to help clear acne. Not all acne. I think it's just, like, a certain type of acne. But I don't know. Like, I've talked in the podcast before because I randomly at, like, 25 or 26 got, like, adult acne. And I go through phases where my face is completely clear, porcelain skin, a model of, like, facial health. And then I look like a pizza face. And I don't really get, like... A whole bunch of breakouts all over my face. What I really get is I'll get a pimple, I'll leave it alone, or I'll pick it. But it doesn't matter if I pick it or not. It goes away, and then there's hyperpigmentation that's left. And I don't know if it's just, you know, you're getting older, and your body and your hormones change, and that's what did it. Shanice had a very insightful uh, statement earlier that it was probably linked to stress, which I, she's probably 100% right there. It could be environmental, whatever, but... I go through years of beautiful skin, or let me take that back, years of clear skin, because all skin is beautiful, everybody's beautiful, but I go through years of, like, clear, unproblematic skin, I go through years of trying to uh, clear up hyperpigmentation, but the key to stopping the hyperpigmentation is to stop the breakouts, and I've been to a dermatologist, I, they put me on an oral pill, I didn't love that, excuse me, um, I am still using tretinoin, well, I just started using tretinoin again to help clear the hyperpigmentation, but I'm keen on stopping the breakouts. So I was to say, I don't know the science behind it. All I know that there is zinc in there and zinc helps, um, like anything that's linked to like, is it fungal or bacterial linked to something, but zinc is good for like dandruff. It's good for keeping you, uh, healthy when it's cold and flu season. And apparently it's good for clearing acne. Um, and I try, I was resistant to it because I was trying the, um, this face mask the Peter Thomas Roth sulfur face mask. Um, but my mom was like, girl, you're wasting your time. Just try the head and shoulders. I went home for like four days and it cleared literally every active breakout I had fresh off my period. So we're trying to clear up period acne now, but try it and don't get that shit in your eye at all. I saw it on TikTok. Yeah. There's certain things I take from TikTok. There's certain things I don't. A lot of more skincare, hair care tips Mm -hmm. than like in real life things. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely trust TikTok for these type specific of things. Yes, for these specific things. <laughs> yeah. What did um, you do for self-care? So for self-care, I'm actually waking up earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that if you wake up earlier, you can ease into your day and mm-hmm. it kind of it doesn't look like you're asleep. 
Uh, my first meeting sometimes be like 9.30. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just like excessive. Uh, <laughs> it's like excessive. Why? It's wild. And I be in the meetings and I just tilt my camera all the way up. You can only see my eyeballs. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They know I'm tired. So I want to, you know, put my camera down. I want them to see... The full face. The real Shanice. I want them to see I'm up. <laughs> so I've been waking up earlier, having my coffee, yeah. praying, just putting, creating, like, a, a vibe. Even yeah. playing some music. Yeah. Like, I start my little vibe, and by, like, 9.30, I feel like I've already felt like I've worked the day. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I've been up for some time. So, yeah. like, it's easier for me to interact with people, especially in this, like, virtual space. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, it definitely makes a difference when you can dedicate some time to just being with yourself in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then have to like wake up, brush your teeth, and jump into talking to people talking and answering people. messages and all that kind of stuff. Um, for me, I'm not really like a... I, let me start by saying I don't really have a desire to be an influencer. I also don't have a desire to like make a career out of con- like creating content. What I will say is I like to share like what resonates with me. And I told myself I was going to take like content creation a little bit more seriously. Not that we're making a career out of it, but just that like if it's something that you enjoy doing and something that you if you when you have good things to share, like share it. There could be somebody who could use that information. I want to do that. Um, But I think when I made that decision, I put some like pressure on myself to like create all the time and like always look for content like every action. And what every time I do that, I don't want to create anymore. Like, I just don't want to do it. It feels like a job. I don't want to do it. It's never my goal to monetize what I do. I just share it. And if money f- comes, then I'll let it come. Um, but recently, I've decided to not put so much pressure on myself when it comes to, like, creating content. And I took, like, a month off. So if you follow me on TikTok, uh, you'll know that I had a couple of TikToks that did pretty well. And, like, as a result, I was like, oh, I need to turn out content so I can, like, strike while the iron's hot. And where there's, where there's <laughs> not... That's not wrong if I wanted to make a career out of it. Like, I don't. Right. So, like, why am I going to put pressure on myself in that way? I'm really not. But She's an influence. I'm really not. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, say all this to say, I just, like, took a step back from, like, thinking it was that serious. Content creation is not that serious. It's fun for me. And I like when people look at it, but it's not that big of a deal if people don't. So, I'm just keeping that at the forefront and not making myself, like, be lost in social media. Yeah. You have, like, all the sauce to be a organic influencer. Organic. Big O. Yeah, big O. Well, that's for different. something else, but... <laughs> Not but the yes. orgasm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yes, but yeah, super, super heavy on organic, for yeah. sure. If you're not following Jordan on TikTok, you need to. Her stuff is so cute. I love her content. Oh, thanks. Um, But that also segues us into, if you're not following Goddess Culture on TikTok, you need to now. We are officially on TikTok. Mm-hmm. We had to, we couldn't like not apparently in order to, in order to stay relevant in this podcasting space, you need to be on TikTok. Yeah. It's by force, but we're excited. I think don't expect too heavily crafted productions from us because if you follow me on TikTok or you follow Jordan on TikTok, you know, the content is very much so point and shoot. It's pop that phone up and do your thing. You finna get what you're going to get. And we're not making it too cute like it's our real shit so goddess cultures tiktok is very much so going to be like that Mm -hmm. but we're hoping to like grow that page so if you don't follow us it'll be on the link in our bio okay 
And thank you guys for tuning in to episode 72. This was like a great episode, actually. It was. It felt I feel good. really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like in the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about sad shit. Yeah. We've been sad this girls. Is, we added some levity, some fun. We gave you guys happy girls today. Yeah. Okay. So, um, again, thanks for tuning in. Feel free to slide in our DMs. And as always, we appreciate y'all. Bye. Bye.